0: Ja, het is lekker om vir my te kan sê dat um, Philip gaan aan die woord wees en sê dat hy die laaste keer aan die woord is, sê die, ja het Philip ouderling, het is hy aangestel as ouderling, as een elder ja, dis um, so, ja, ons is een span nou wat wonderlik is en so, ek wil ook vir jou vra dat jy jou hart so sal pas dat Philip, Philip is een nice over die wat vir Philip ken by the way <laughs> Maar, maar dat jy jou, jouw hart zal posten, dat die Heere een woord op zijn hart geleid wat wat, richting, wat ook bepalend gaan wees in termen van richting en wanneer ons beweeg. Zo, so, mag je hart op meer als niet een mooi preek. Mag je hart op dat dat Philip vandaag met die gezag van die here bedien om om elkeen van ons naar aan Jesus te brengen? So ja, kan ik zo maar net voor Philip bid. Vader, dankie vir iedere man van God wat, ja, wat sy hart vol liefde vir Jezus is. En, dank dankie dat hy omself oopmaak en beskikbaar stel om gebruik te worden door God. En, je mag, ja, mag hy spreek dier om vandag en, 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 ja, dat dat die hoopplek in ons hart aangeraak sal word en sal afgebring word in, in Jesus naam. Amen.
1: Amen, dankie Christophe. Um, yes. Um, ja, die heren doen vreemde goed by die keer en hy haal jou uit jou comfortzone uit. En um, in my voorbereiding het hy, het het op my hart geled dat ek die woord in Engels moet bring, so ek vir die woord graag in Afrikaans wil hy vir oogend vergewe my. Um, ja, kom ons, kom ons bid gos aan. O Vader, ons Kom. En ons kom le ons self voor u, en ons kom le ons harte bloot voor u, um, dat die Heilige Geest um, ons kom ontmoet, daar waar elke ene is. Heren, ons het een verwachting voor ogen dat Jesus hier is, in dat Jesus zelf iets gaan doen, wat ik niet kan voorspel, of enige van ons niet kan voorspel nie. Heren, dit is ons verwachting, dit is ons geloof voor ogen dat Jesus iets gaan doen dat die heilige geest iets in ons hart te gaan doen, um, want anders is hierdie saamkomst leeg. Ons het nodig, ons het nodig dat jy natuurlijk werk in ons levens. Ons het nodig dat ons jy encounter, dat ons jy ontmoet. Um, en ik bid het voor elke dat niemand uitgesluit zal wees nie. Um morgens min en leeg en niks voor Heere, so dat alle sal wees. in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, so good morning. <laughs> um I want to start by diving into the word Luke 15. I'm going to read the whole chapter, I think. Um so my title is um What is the title? The language of the lost. Uh, Luke 15. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him, that's to Jesus, to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, Okay, so get this picture of um, Jesus sitting with sinners, eating with them. And they are clearly sinners in their society, Uh, prostitutes, um, tax collectors, everyone that was despised, Uh, Jesus sitting with them, socializing with them, eating with them, and the religious don't like that, and they say, um, why? So um, Jesus started to tell them three stories. That likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Okay, you'll see the same pattern in all three stories. First, there's something is lost. There's a search for that something that is lost. Something is found. And then there's a great praise party. There's great joy in the house. Okay, so the second is or what woman having ten silver coins if she loses one coin does not light a lamp sweep the whole house. Um, see, the, see the diligence in sweeping the whole house. To leave no stone unturned. Sweeping the house and um, search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it She calls her friends and neighbors together saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And then he he tells the story of the, the prodigal son. A certain man had two sons, and the younger one of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall to me. So he divided to them his livelihood and not many days later, the youngest son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there he wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields of feed to feed swine, pigs. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and he had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand. And, and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted calf here and kill it, and let us eat and be merry, for the son was dead and is alive again, and he was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. And I'm not going to read the, the rest of the story this morning, maybe another time, but um, then right at the end, he says, it was, uh, it was right that we should make merry and be glad, for when he spoke to his brother, your brother was dead and he's alive again and was lost and is found. And uh, maybe just the first thing that God wants us to tell us this morning is that God loves the lost. He loves the lost. He loves the broken. Jesus loves the broken. He loved to spend time with the broken. And, um, And he's not satisfied with 99%. It's not just okay, that one that that got lost, whatever the reason. I think um, the sheep got lost. I don't know why. Got lost, got stuck. The coin probably because of circumstances. Maybe it rolled off the table or... um, fell under the bed or on the couch, and, and the son actually deliberately chose to go away from the father. So whatever, whether you got lost, or whether it was circumstances that, that worked against you, or whether it was the wrong heart that led to you becoming lost, Jesus has this desire to go after you, To bring you back. And if you're saved, if you're that one, there will be a big praise party in heaven. Um, So, um, I want us to imagine a tree covered in peaches. Uh, Perishable peaches. You know what perishable is. Perishable is bederfbaar, nee. Um, Verderfbaar, vergankelijk, Endelijk op pad om te vrood, om te vergaan. Okay. So we want to, uh, us to imagine this tree full of beautiful peaches, perishable. And as they ripen, they look great. But there comes a time when the harvester needs to pick those peaches. Otherwise they become overripe. And um, if they overripe, you might find one bruising the one next to it. And soon there's a smudgy spot. And before you know that. They'll drop to the ground, one after the other, and they frot. <laughs> they perish. They die. And the worms start creeping out of them. Okay, you get that picture. And maybe this morning you identify with the hand of the harvester who is saddened by the loss of a peach of great potential that wasn't picked at the right time and fell to the ground. Or maybe... You identify with the beach. you have breezes bruises to show, um, or maybe you look well but you have breezes that you hide inside, deep inside, um, and, and, or maybe it's all fraught inside, you know, but you try your best to look fine outwardly. Um, and maybe you are about to fall, consumed by worms. Um, you, you might feel it's sort of finally time to perish. I just want to remind you of a scripture that we all know very well, where Jesus said, For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. Okay. God the Father loves you so much. He sent His only Son so that we don't have to frot inside, that our lives don't have to be wasted, that our lives don't have to be without purpose, that we don't have to drop to the ground and say, what was all that about? Uh, this morning, I want to, keep reminding you, want to keep reminding you of the love of Jesus for you. I think it's something that we often say, but I really want us to let it sink in in the spirit that Jesus loves you. I think sometimes it's easy to think of Jesus loving someone else that we can think of. But I want you to make it personal this morning to, to, to realize that Jesus loves you. And he doesn't settle for 99. And there will be great joy when you are restored. I think the great thing about Jesus is when he came eventually, when the Father sent his Son eventually to the world after the Old Testament, and here the promised one comes and is born, I think in many people's minds they thought, yes, okay, if this is God in person, or if this is the Messiah, the the anointed one, he must be super, super perfect, super religious, and then the surprise was he dwelt here bare feet among normal people, and he spent time with sinners, he loved the broken, he loved the poor, and I think the great surprise was the character of the father that he came and showed us is love. I think, I mean, so there are some figures in the Old Testament like King David that really understood the love of God the Father, but I think that was a great surprise. Is this how God the Father is? So much love that Jesus came and everything was motivated by love. His whole life, the shame he took, the humiliation, the, and then the healings he did. The way that he went from people to people, and the crowds came, and he was attractive. His whole life was attractive because of love, because people came, the multitudes came to him for healing. The rejection he took, the lashings he took, the blood that flowed, his cruel death on the cross, everything was motivated by love. And, 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 And when Jesus came, he came and he proclaimed the good news of the gospel. The kingdom is is at hand and and heal people. So I just want to share with you, and I mean, we we all know the healings Jesus did, but sometimes we glance over it too quickly. There are so many. and It became prominent as I prepared. Um, It was really not something that I planned to, to share, but it felt like it was so highlighted in the Word, all the healings that Jesus did, that obviously Jesus had an That's something in mind for us as a church. That's something in mind for everyone that is here this morning to hear about healing. That Jesus came to heal. So Matthew 15, verse 30 and 31. Then great multitudes came to Him, having with them the lame, the blind, the mute, the maimed, and many others. And they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and He healed them. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. And every time when we read these healings, you see the joy, how they glorify God, and that is what it's about. It's to come to a point where we praise God for who He is, that He is supernatural, that He is almighty, that He loves that He wants to restore. And, and, and I think what became clear to me is how God wants to link our faith in Him, our salvation, to the healing process in our lives. Okay, let's read another one. Luke 13, verse 11 to 13. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could not, in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. Again, that little last line, and she glorified God. Again, praise. And, and I'm sure it goes along with, like those first three stories of Jesus, the praise party in heaven of, of angels rejoicing. Then the third one, that's um, now in the book of Acts, Acts 8, verse 6 to 8. And the multitude, with one accord, heeded the things spoken by Philip. That's not me, the other one. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed. And possessed means to be the possession of. So there were people who were bound. They were the possession of of unclean spirits. And um, so they were leaving these people, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And again, the last line. And there was great joy in the city. There was great joy in the city. And I do believe that God has an appointment with some of us this morning to bring us to a point of faith. To bring us to a point of not only faith, but faith in Jesus. Faith in the name of Jesus to heal. To bring us to a point of amazing joy that we haven't had for a long time. Because we have experienced His presence. We have seen that He is close. Christopher mentioned earlier that we are spirit, soul, and body. The Bible says we uh, we are composed of three parts, spirit, soul, and the body. And and there's hurt, there are bruises, perishability to be found in our bodies. I think many of us can probably speak about something that's perishing in our bodies. But then there might also be bruises in our souls. There might be bruises in our spirit. And, and maybe just for clarity, our bodies, we know it's the shell in which we live. It's going to become dust one day. We look different because of that. We get tall ones and short ones. That's our body. Our soul is our personalities, our, our, our thoughts, our emotions. Why we are different if we ignore our bodies. But then our spirit is, is really the part in which we connect to God. That's, it's from our spirit that we worship. It's from our spirit that we have a personal relationship with Him. But in all three of those parts, we might have bruises in our lives. So someone, for instance, someone may suffer um, depression or a lack of energy, and it could be the cause could be rooted just in the body. So. To solve it is probably just a medical thing. So just take an iron supplement or have a balanced diet or drink less coffee or um, do some exercise. So that's, that's a, 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 the root of, of the bruise is, is physical and, and you could solve it physically. Um, another may suffer also depression or lack of energy because of something in the soul. Maybe, maybe there's been trauma maybe there's been emotions of emotional experiences of rejection or whatever and maybe there's a a process of counseling that could help with that that's on the level of the soul but then some may suffer depression and 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 lack of energy because of something that's rooted in the spirit Uh, there might be sin in your life that is actually um, keeping you in bondage there might be unclean spirits that have I've found an open door in your life at some point, and you need to be delivered from that unclean spirit. So I think it would help if we knew what is the source of our breezes, but it's not easy to identify it. I think sometimes it's it's unclear for us whether is this just biological, is it is it on the level of the soul, or is it on the level of the spirit. But what I want us to to do this morning is to really trust that Jesus can heal, regardless of where the roots are in our lives, because He can heal physically, and that's what we're going to trust for this morning, is that He will heal us physically, those who need healing, and He can heal our souls, and He can heal our spirits, so, and, and, and we know that these are also interactive, so sometimes if you are, you've, you didn't have enough sleep during the week and it's sort of a cumulative lack of sleep, then it has an effect on your soul and it, it it's a struggle to get yourself to worship and 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 so on so you you see that they are also yeah interconnected um so it it it's sometimes a little bit difficult to understand but um but the one thing that w- what I want to say this morning is that we don't have to understand that. Jesus understands that. The Holy Spirit sees. He sees beyond the physical. He sees beyond the soul. He sees into our spirit beings. And we can trust the Holy Spirit this morning to touch something in our lives that needs, needs to be touched. Okay, so uh, Marjorie, will you come up? Um, not because she's a doctor, but... Um, <laughs> for the worship. Um, but yes, I, I want you to invite us all to stand. Um, and um, I want us all to stand and, and close our eyes and, and open our, our whole beings to the working of the Holy Spirit. Um, There are, there are three things that we, we need to know this morning and the one is we are all work in progress and we can trust the Holy Spirit to know where the, where, the, where the healing still needs to happen the second thing is God loves us He loves us it's out of that love that He wants to heal us and thirdly we know Jesus heals. That's His heart's desire. And Jesus knows how we are made. He knows that we are spirit, soul and body. He can heal any of us. So Holy Spirit, this morning we want to ask that you will put your flashlight on the dark places in our lives that might have bruises. The pain. Some things that are rooted way back in our past. Some things that we may have carried with us from childhood. I think some of us may be limping, limping in the spirit or limping in, in our souls. And not even knowing it anymore. Some of us may have compensated in various ways to to try and compensate for the hurt in one part of our lives but Holy Spirit I, I, I ask you this morning to to lay this all bare to, to bring this into the light and to bring healing this morning so as we stand I, I want us to be open to to see if if there's anything that the Holy Spirit stirs us to, to bring before Jesus. And the first thing that came up with me as I prepared was anxiety. And some, some may suffer of anxiety and, and not know the cause of it. But Jesus knows the cause of it. And Jesus can heal the anxiety. So there might be many many different bruises in our lives but I I want to invite you to to step out if there's something that you identify in your own life that I'm going to mention that you need healing from and then we're going to pray together So if you know anxiety is something in your life that you've been carrying it's been frotting inside it's 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 manipulating your life it's manipulating your your productivity your your outlook on life your energy your joy it's stealing your joy then then step out we will pray and okay, the the second one that that came up in my preparation was the feeling of rejection And um, Jesus really wants to heal the feeling of rejection this morning. And it might be an old thing, it might be a recent thing, but it's, it's, a, it's something that is having an influence on, on the way you think. And, um, and Jesus wants to free you from that this morning. The third, third one is fear. I don't know how fear differs from anxiety really, but but you'll know if fear is something that is controlling your life. Jesus wants you to step out of fear this morning. He wants to liberate you from fear this morning. And the fear might be rooted in past experiences or disappointment and... Now, Jesus just wants to heal that in a moment this morning. Okay, the, the next one is an inability to love. Love is such the, the nature of the Father. It's so the, 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 the nature of Jesus. It's so the nature of the Spirit this morning to come and heal you through His love. That If we struggle to love... Then Jesus wants to soak us in Himself this morning. The next one is bitterness. You may have experienced that your heart has become hard, like a stone. There's been bitterness and the next one unforgiveness, the two goes together. You just struggle to forgive that person. Some time ago we, we spoke about self pity. I think those are all linked bitterness, unforgiveness, self pity. And then what Christopher mentioned this morning, offence. Feeling offended about something. And the resentment sprouting from that. You find that there are things in your heart that is, is blocking out the light of God. It's blocking out the love, the softness, the gentleness of Jesus. It's blocking out because there's resentment in my heart. I'm easily offended. There's irritability. It's self-pity, unforgiveness, bitterness. Je is te nagekom. It's taking possession of you. It has taken possession of you. You've become a slave of that. This morning, Jesus wants to heal us from that. There's power in the name of Jesus. It's not in, we, we're not believing in positive thinking. We're not believing in faith. We're believing in faith in the name of Jesus who paid the price on the cross, who bled for all these things. We have faith this morning also to believe for physical healing. So if there's something in your body that you need healing for, bring that to Jesus this morning. So anyone who wants to step out this morning, I'd like some of our leaders to come and pray with you. trust is definitely not in me, it's not in, it's not in us as people, it's, it's not in our leaders, the trust is in Jesus. The ability to, to do a miracle is not in any of us, the ability to do a miracle is in, is in God alone, who is supernatural, who is alive, in Jesus who did die for it. In Jesus, who did r- rise from the dead. And who is alive today. Who promised to say that I'm with you till the end of the the world. Till the end of time, I'll be with you. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. Jesus is, is here this morning. We do trust Him. Now, before we pray, I... I want us to consider the next is what what operation would you consider the most amazing Would it be to replace an eye Would it be to replace hearing Would it be amending of the nervous system so that the lame can walk Would that be an amazing operation this morning What about a heart replacement the Bible speaks of removing a heart of stone and replacing it with a soft, a soft and loving and gentle and living heart. Maybe there are some this morning that feel my heart is cold and small and hard and unbelieving. I need a different heart that can beat differently possibility is here this morning that there is a spiritual operation waiting for you. That God goes even further, how about a rebirth? It replaces the dead spirit inside of us and gives us a living spirit, a new life, a new day, regardless of our past and And our stories, we can become spiritual babies with a new life again today. It is God's kindness, His love that leads us to repentance this morning. So I want to invite you this morning as well. If you, if you say my whole life is fraught, I need a total makeover. I need an engine overhaul. I need a total replacement of myself. I want to bring myself to the cross. I want to be included in the cross so that Jesus pays for the full, for the full renewal of myself. And you said this morning, I have never been part of this. I've never been in a personal relationship with Jesus. I've never had real living faith. But I want to come and bring myself to the cross. I want to put up my hand and say, Jesus, become real in my life. I may not have a physical sickness, but I know that I carry death in my life. I've never been born again. I've never been made new. Then I want to invite you. Come come forward. And, and when we pray together and someone prays with you, take the boldness to speak what it is you need prayer for. Name it. If it's to become a child of God, if you need rebirth, then say that, I don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Please pray with me. If there's something physical in your body that needs healing, say that. Let's speak it out. Bring it out in the light and let's pray about it and trust that Jesus will change that. If it's something emotional in your life, if it's something spiritual, if there's a bondage in your life, let's trust. Let's, let's step out of our com- comfort zones and confront the forces of darkness. We do have authority over it. Jesus sent out. 70 at one time i think that's how many we are this morning he sent them out with authority to step on serpents and on scorpions on demons and to cast out demons and 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 to cast out even and uh, evil and unclean spirits we don't have to be fearful for that we have authority in the name of jesus we have authority in the blood of jesus that we are protected they have no place in our lives there is no place for darkness in our lives. I believe we will see healing in this morning. So let's pray together. Go, Bis.
0: Die prinkie wat ek gekry het, is alf um, amper een middelkind syndroom, soos jy is so bewus van, jy jy envaar die Heerse liefde vir die kerk, vir die breid, vir die lichaam, maar jy voel so'n biekie verloor in die lichaam. Jy is, die mangels of die blinde darm en dit voel mense kom net achter wanneer wanneer al fout is en um, en die prentje wat ek gekryd is of die heren wat ons na sy borstkast toe bring ons oor op sy borstkast plaas en, en amper die prentje van van Tazin wat so by sy, sy maas sit en, en sy vir hom sê here um, in my hart hierdie hartklop is vir jou en die heren is begeerte vir ons om die hartklop vir, vir jou te Ja, ek ervaar net vir ochend, net, dat hier nog mense is, wat nog nie gereageer het nie. So, ek gaan net gau die vloerwiel opmak, as jy nog iets, wat Philip vir oogend genoem het, if you identify with it, reageer ga. Is a die hier is, he saw, if you don't respond, you're gonna miss this moment, you're gonna miss this moment, just come forward, kom voor en en, en iemand gaan samen met jou kom staan, iemand gaan samen met jou kom bid, ek neem, man, as jy nie voorstaan nie, as jy gereed om Anne op de lay, samen met iemand in de bed. Ik wil net vannacht just before they start, I want to just mention um, rejection is a evil, evil spirit. het um, ek het in rejection het mooi weggekruip in mijn hart. Als zelfs toen ik nadat ik een pasteur geworden, nadat ik een minister in gegaan en toen ik een gemeente geleid, was dat een diep wortel van van verwerping. Wat ik niet erg bewust van was nie wat my wat my gedryf het dat ek wil succesvol wees, ek wil ek wil goed lyk, like, ek wil maar het was alls net rooted in rejection. So um, trauma van die verlede en goeders. So hierdie is so a holy moment. Just the Lord wants to ja, Philip Bedrese sê hy wil kom genees. So kan ek vra dat as jy voor staan, hou jou hand op tot dat iemand saam met jou kom bid. Just keep ik sta niet zo so bykie voor, en dat ons net zo so weet, dat jy staan niet voor, um, soos ons sê, die kracht leen nie, en enigies van onszelf is, in, en ons gaan net, al wat ons gaan probeer doen, is om die naam van Jesus, uit te spreek oor jy. Ja.